Hey, everybody, and welcome to a liberating wild ride with Steve-O. Bam Margera is free. To be clear, it was never a conservatorship he was under, but a lot of people say it was, and we're going to get right into what happened with the guardianship, and we're going to get super-duper juicy. Plus, I just want to say that I'm thrilled with how great he sounds. I mean, it's like... Yeah, this is the third time we talked to Bam, and by far the best one. So everybody, enjoy, and let's get into it. Okay, here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, Bam Margera in the flesh. Yeah, man. <laughs> you've got the rad distinction of being the very first guest to have a third episode. Oh, yeah? Yeah, nobody's ever done three podcasts with us. Well, rock and roll, we have a lot to talk about, because I basically was pronounced dead on Elvis's birthday, December 8th. Did not know that I had, like, gnarly COVID, my body was shutting down, and uh, I went into four seizures, and each one lasting 10 to 20 minutes, and on the fourth one, I bit my tongue so hard, it was like nearly fallen off it got so swollen and puffy it wouldn't fit in my mouth and i was drinking the infected blood which gave me pneumonia as well so when navid the shaman took me to the hospital i went in my fifth seizure and i couldn't breathe without a tube down my throat so i woke up five days later thinking i was there for a couple hours I'm like dude you've been here for nearly a week we tried Dad. to take the tube out and you weren't breathing on your own so we had to put it so i i spent eight days in there and um Dude, when they took that tube out, I felt like I sucked on Darth Vader's dick. I had to oh, sip on tea and fucking lozenges all the live long day. You don't, you don't remember anything while you were out? No. You were Your heart was stopped? Yeah. Did you have a near-death experience? No, I just kind of, I just blacked out. I didn't have any, like, out-of-body experience. I have before, but not on that one. Wow. Yeah. Now, th this was not... Uh, a secret. This was on TMZ. Yeah. Like, like as soon as it happened. Yeah. And I can tell you that for me, seeing Bam, <clears throat> Bam's on a uh, fucking ventilator, meaning you can't breathe by yourself. You're in. I didn't say that. Beep that. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're in the ICU yeah. intensive care unit in critical but stable condition mm. i'm just thinking oh my god like yeah. this is it like uh like and, and the, the, <laughs> what's terrible is that my, my my first legitimate thought was fucking bam better not die dude he's gonna ruin my tour he's gonna ruin everything <laughs> yeah people didn't like that on the comments yeah the amount of negative like comments that. they were, were like insane. Insane. steve was thinking about his tour <laughs> what a selfish prick I mean, whatever, dude, but, he, but he's saying it to bam's face and bam would probably be like yeah i mean i would say the same thing you know about I mean, it, it, so, so you guys really look at the comments oh dude i well just on the zach deep. one because i read the first zach podcast and i was like jesus dude these people are going hard and then everyone was going so that was one of the things on the zach one right okay well i, I said it to bam and, and i'm kind of being fun and being funny <laughs> For sure. like you know there, there's an element of truth to it but like whatever the most important thing is that bam's not dead Yes. And uh, <laughs> yeah, Jesus. That's, that's important. They, I, I used to be an EMT. <laughs> that's slightly important. I, I used to be an EMT, and, the, and, and 
one of the stats that they gave us was when somebody has a seizure, every one minute of seizing, you lose the same amount of oxygenated blood as yeah. running a marathon. Oh, yeah? So, like, when somebody has a seizure for, like, a minute, and then they're, like, doing the thousand-yard stare afterwards, like, because they're dead fucking exhausted. Yeah, man, I had to, like, drink molasses to coat my throat. I sounded like you for, like, a good <laughs> eight <laughs> How did you get the voice that sounded like you sucked on Darth Vader's dick? Was it swallowing that fucking goldfish? <laughs> I, I, I don't know, Or maybe man. all those, uh... <laughs> All those senior week parties that you got paid for back in the day. Everybody! <laughs> I uh, just suck at talking. And your thing was bashing beer I over know. your head and then drinking it, rocking the Slayer. Dude, the, the, it turns out hitting yourself in the head is not good for you. Like, uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah you or think. welcome yourself to every town in England and then getting choked out and passed out until you got knocked out. <laughs> yeah. yeah what, what was on tour? That was when I was on tour with Don. Welcome to Brighton, England. Go. <laughs> Welcome to Bristol, England. Go. <laughs> do, do you remember uh, being? Were you choked out by Gene LaBelle in yeah. the first movie? Yeah. Yeah, we all were. That was intense. They said it was too dark to put on TV yeah. just because, like, but Dunn, you basically, like, died and then came back and then you're just like whoa what just happened they're like this is too dark to put on tv right even in the movie and what gene labelle does it real quick that's his so deal. fast he, he gets you unconscious so fast um and and yeah they didn't want to use the footage but having had the experience ryan dunn felt totally qualified to just go around choking people <laughs> unconscious himself yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it made me so uncomfortable we were on tour and he would be like to the audience who wants to come on stage and get choked out and and, and i'd be like no dude done don't do this this yeah. is awful this is awful don't do it and he would just do it and do it and then one day i was just awakened for enough days in a row on drugs i was like okay dude i want this footage done choke me out. <laughs> <laughs> then choke me out again <laughs> again six times in one day wow when you were in your drug heyday didn't you have like three to four apartments down on Martell in Hollywood? One was a complete skate park. One was filled with vodka and grapefruits. And then the other one was like a fuck pad. No, no grapefruit, vodka and Budweiser. <laughs> yeah, I saw footage of you there one time when you were trying to sleep. But what, what, you, do you remember that oh, footage? Yeah, 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 yeah. And you were like, nah, dude, just let me go to bed. And like, they're pulling your pants down. Yeah. I yeah, the, 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 where we where we stripped you, Nick. I don't know if we ever did anything with that footage, man. We've got a lot of footage. <laughs> We're gonna make a video of uh, our, my, you know, Steve and Bam's craziest moments <laughs> together, like all time. <laughs> That's gonna be epic. That's now, gonna be a banger. And speaking of posting footage, you posted footage of you in this uh, can't breathe situation right before you went to the hospital. Yeah, and then I think you deleted it. Yeah, somebody made me delete it just because they thought that it was happening at that moment when it was like eight days before. So I, I didn't know that right, 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 somebody right. was filming it. I was like, you know what? This should just be documented in case there's going to be some kind of documentary in the future. Because I always get my phone stolen or whatever, and then I completely <laughs> lose all the footage. And, uh, you know, like we said, they wouldn't let the Gene LaBelle shit on tv right. but how come they could let my x-rayed little mini hard dick in february my two-inch yeah. hose be shown without an issue right 
Yeah, it was when I broke graphic. my tailbone, I got an x-ray at the hospital. You could see my dick plain as day in the coldness of February, and they had no problem putting that out yep. there. As long as it's an x-ray. <laughs> uh, so I think this might be a little bit controversial and, and uh, exciting that as we spoke about the last time we had you on the podcast, which was over Zoom, you were talking about how you don't have access to your official Bam Margera Instagram account, that you've got to send stuff to uh, another person, yeah. and then they've got to like approve it, and then they'll post it. But perhaps because you were frustrated by that dynamic, you went ahead and opened up a new Instagram <laughs> account. And it, well, it was because it was I... If I can't have access to my Instagram, then I can't follow my friends and see new skate tricks or see what anybody's right. up to. So I had to start a new one and just hit follow, follow, follow on everybody who I used to be following. Yeah. And then slowly I just started posting photos and then people just started like catching wind that I have like another one as well. I think that, that this will get you a lot of followers on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> and... Uh, you know, um, in the past, with your Instagram, it's been like, oh, oh boy, like Bam's on one, you know, yeah. and you'd be like posting some, some, and there's been a little bit of that with the new Instagram account, but not a lot. And like, yeah. my view on it is that, you know, I, I I think there's there's something really meaningful about knowing that it's coming directly from you. Yeah. Well, I just have an issue with Instagram because... Everybody who posts, it's always like me and my friend at the beach having a blast. Me having dinner with my pal having a blast. Everybody's having a blast. How come nobody po posts like this motherfucker cut me off and gave me a fender bender? I want to kick his fucking ass. You know, yep. <laughs> like it's all just everybody's just so happy all the time and there's nothing bad at all. <laughs> yeah, I mean, a, a lot of people take that approach. Um, I, and and I, I unapologetically take that approach because I just think it's like a tool for me to entertain people. Yeah. You know, like that's that's my deal. I, I drive all my different business, you know, initiatives by entertaining people and using that entertainment to draw attention to. So it's like kind of just work for me. Yeah. But yeah, the, do we want to announce what this Instagram account is? <laughs> It's just called Captain Creamstain. Except, <laughs> except the best part of it is that it's misspelled. It says, did you not know that? What does it say? It says, Caption Creamstain. No, it doesn't. Yeah, I swear. <laughs> no, you're not kidding. <laughs> it's not Captain Creamstain? No, it's not Captain Creamstain. It's Caption Creamstain. Yeah, it's, it's, it, 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 Captain would be... T-A-I-N, but it's T-I-A-N. <laughs> Captain. Captain Cream. Yeah, that which is so Maybe much better. was available. <laughs> <laughs> Everything's taken, everything. Yeah, wow. Dude, it's so, that is so classic. Dude, I'm, I, I, I'm, I'm really I did enjoying, not know, man. I'm really enjoying talking to you. Like, you uh, are, clearly uh in a good place man it's, yeah. it's, it's warming my heart i think we can agree that a warm heart feels good but not as good as a rock hard boner and you know what i'm talking about baby i'm talking about 
Bluetooth tablets. If you're not aware of them, let me tell you. They're delicious chewable tablets with the same active ingredient as both Viagra and Cialis, but they only cost a fraction of the price. And if you've ever wondered, does taking a Bluetooth tablet uh, mean having a really good time and enjoying yourself sexually? The answer is yes. And I've proven that time and time again, which is why I'm so happy to deliver to you this incredible deal from Blue Chew, which is if you go to bluechew.com and use the promo code STEVO, you could get an entire month's supply of Blue Chew tablets for free. You just pay $5 for shipping. Now, in order to get your prescription, you consult with a medical provider at bluechew.com. Very simple, very easy. You don't have to go to a doctor's office. It's all in one single go. You do that. And an entire month's supply of Blue Chew tablets are on the way to you. You just got to pay five bucks for shipping. So if you've ever wondered if it's a good time, I can assure you it is. And jump on this deal right now by going to BlueChew.com and using the promo code Stevo. Now, let's get back to it. Well, when I got out of treatment, I, I was like looking really forward to living near the shaman who was making me hike 5 a.m., five miles up a mountain, sometimes eight. And um, I lost 30 pounds in 20 days. And, um, you know, we would do these ceremonies and shit. But he said that uh, the house connecting to his house is was available. And I'm like, this is perfect. So um, it's pretty much an Escondido in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. But it's around a lot of skaters. Like the uh, the Dern brothers is close Chris to Hawk's Cole. house. Chris Cole. Yeah. Um, Colin McKay, Danny Way. So... You know, I could always visit them. And I, I actually haven't skated yet because I hyperextended my elbow with the bone sticking out. My arm is still crooked, and I broke my wrist for the 15th time. So I haven't been, like, ready to skate yet. Was that the video that you posted where you broke it? Yeah, and it was just a four-foot mini ramp, but some little shit-ass <laughs> waxed the half-pipe coping like a fucking Eskimo iceberg. And, of course, like an idiot, I don't practice and do a couple 50-50s or fakie rocks first. I just dropped in right to a pop, shove it, tail stall to revert. When I revert, it slipped out so bad, I went and like all my weight went on my elbow and it bent back the wrong way and then of course my wrist got broken for the 15th time as well. So my wrist was in the shape of an S and then the bone was sticking out of my hyperextended elbow as I'm trying to make it to the hospital. They had to give me pro propofol, the shit that killed Michael Jackson to kill the pain. <laughs> was that Was that in Florida? Yeah. <clears throat> I think that was on TMZ too. That's been a while since then. Yeah. Um. And uh, I mean, whatever, dude. Like skateboarding, there's, it's our love. Like, but it's such a. Well, I also uh, noticed that if you're any kind of overweight whatsoever, even if it's five to ten pounds, I mean. Picture trying to kickflip a pyramid that you could do first try holding two 10-pound weights. You're, it's going to take you 30 to 50 tries as you throw your board and get frustrated. So I don't want to begin doing that again until I'm up to par. The shaman said when he's done with me, because <clears throat> I committed to 90 days with him, he said, I'm going to look like a Greek statue. So I'm like, all right, then I'll be ready to skate. Cool, man. Because I don't want to be any kind of top-heavy off-balance, which is what the doctor in treatment said. He said, if you're any kind of depressed... Um, are you depressed? I'm like, if I am any kind of depressed, it's because I'm 
top heavy and I can't balance on the skateboard how I used to and it's very frustrating. Then I'm like eating salads in there and either staying the same or gaining weight and I was like, that's it. Then I type in Zyprexa, Depakote and all the other bullshit that I was on and it all said number one weight gaining pill. I'm like, Doc, why would you give me this? He's like, well, it's antidepressant. I'm like, but if I keep getting fatter, I'm going to be more depressed, you fucking he I Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I know. It doesn't make sense. It's the dumbest catch-22. Right. Well, it's antidepressant. Yeah, but if I keep getting fatter, I'm going to be more depressed. Right. So I don't want to take this. And if I don't comply, then I could potentially do another 90 days from not obeying the doctors. I'm done with it all. I'm not on anything now. Okay, so so the... uh, Have you... Have you seen any of this like outrageous free bam fucking? I've heard about it, but I've never watched any of it. Nope. Where, where is it? Is it on Reddit? Is it on the comments? Where do people? I don't, where are I you mean, seeing it? Just it, if if you Google it, I mean, I don't know. I don't even. I, I'm not even going to point anybody anywhere. But like, I told you what I said on the last episode yeah. of this podcast yeah. about how like the misconception is that people were taking advantage of you like a stripping of your rights so that they could help themselves to your money but mm. that did not fucking happen yeah well I, I can't even tell you honestly what the truth is because I hear different stories from everybody who I trust to the point where I don't even know who to trust anymore you know what I mean like alright what, what, what's uh, <laughs> what, like what's a conflicting account that you're not sure is true just the fact that well I mean I, I don't know if I want to <laughs> we, we, we can we can evaluate it after. <laughs> we're not we're not trying to put anything out that you're not comfortable with, but I'm just interested to know what. Well, I was already on my way to treatment in Sierra Tucson, Arizona, and um, I decided to have one last hurrah because it was um, Memorial Day, and I was with Joe DeVito and my brother, and like it's going off the chart, you know. So they're like, "All right." One last night, and then you go in. So I went in. We had one night of fun. The next morning, I got offered to go on this, like, fun speedboat. And I was like, I'm doing the speedboat before I go. And they're like, nope, you agreed to go in the morning. And uh, I went on the speedboat. Somebody found out and Baker acted me, which means I had to pay $150,000 more. Um, and I tried to get out of that in Arizona, so I went to Florida. And if you say anything wrong in Florida... Such as, dude, this guy won't shut the fuck up. He's super annoying. I'm going to kill myself if he doesn't shut up. You're going to kill yourself. Hands behind your back. No, I'm just saying he's super annoying. I'm not really going to do that. So is what I said was, I haven't seen my son in 200 days. If he's not on that airplane, I'm going to jump off a building. They're like, put your hands behind your back. I'm like, for what? They're like, you're going to kill yourself. I'm like, I have a movie called Jump Off a Building Before Jackass, and I do just that in the pricker bushes and pools. I didn't kill myself right. in there. I'm just saying I miss my kid. Was that the uh, TMZ footage of you at the airport? airport i mean there there were there were a number of episodes and i think i can help with this the uh because because you pointed to uh, 150,000 yeah and that was not uh, a Baker Act situation, as I understand it. What is a Baker Act? I'm Baker sorry. Act is the same exact thing as fifty one fifty. And then there's also a Marchmont Act too, which is even worse, which I had the pleasure to experience. What is that? Is I think, that like I, a think they, I think they're all equivalents, just what what different states call it. Marchmont Act would be Pennsylvania, and then Baker Act is Florida. Fifty one fifty is California. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hip to the psych ward. Dude. <laughs> the psych ward trading card fucking in, bro. Like, I got fucking right. Pittsburgh. Oh, dude, and then when I went to the psych ward, 
I <laughs> COVID did not exist. It was all these lazy boy chairs that were literally one f- foot apart from each other, and there was like sixty of them. This old motherfucker just coughing all over me, and I think they were giving us like stale bread with like a piece of ham on it. I didn't eat for eight days in there, but they were like the the security were they had fun causing issues you know if there's a dude waiting in line to take a piss and he's 13th in line and he makes it all the way to the front and they got into this tiff he's like you know what if you're gonna call me a fucking dickhead piece of shit you're going in the back of the line and uh you're starting i'm like dude you're causing this issue you should be ashamed of yourself then one nutto was jerking off to his own shit <laughs> throwing dude, it on the wall I'm like i don't belong in here when i was in the psych ward uh i watched I don't belong a guy here. <laughs> i watched a guy take a shit on a carpeted hallway and then like just plop himself onto it and use his own body to just smear it around into the carpet. It, it looked like he was breakdancing in his own <laughs> shit. Like, uh, it, it, it was crazy. See, now these are reasons to get re-marksman act or, or have to do another 90 days. That's My I- interventionist knew that I had the money or whatever, and, and he kept making excuses. The first excuse was I was rocking the same pants for eight days, and I had five days left of 90 days. And he's like, you've been rocking the same pants for 10 days. I'm like, yeah, I'm not trying to get any pussy in here. I don't care. They're like, you're doing another 90 days. Then I threw a cigarette out into a bush. They filmed the cigarette smoking. It wasn't on fire, and they said I could have lit the whole national forest on fire to do right. another 90 days. These aren't reasons to keep somebody in there. I had to do over a year and three months, I think, right. when, when I was only supposed to do 90. <clears throat> but, 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 I think we can, we can break this down. Again, the original Baker Act, whatever was going on, like, and again, I'm going to point to the 150,000 because I think we're talking about the same thing. The, the understanding I have was that when you were placed legally under a guardianship, yeah. there was uh, the guardianship was essentially for the purposes of forcing you to go to treatment. Right. But treatment is not for free. Like, uh, treatment costs a lot of money. Mm. So there was. I was told an an understanding between the guardian and your family, mm-hmm. like specifically April and Phil, that that they needed to come up. They, they just in general, like everybody needed to come up with money to pay for you to go to rehab. And I believe the total of it all was like six hundred sixty thousand dollars. Exactly. Exactly. And and but the first Lima, the guardian uh, paid for most of it. I, right. I don't know if it was for her own pocket or having people help I don't know but right right my mind is boggled from it all the first 150 came from your family yeah, yeah. after that the 150 was gone and it was gone mm. then the the money for rehab was coming from the guardian mm. which is so completely opposite of what people thought was happening right. where everybody was helping themselves to your money in fact it was the guardian mm. was just sinking hundreds of thousands of dollars keeping you into rehab that's where i lose the like the understanding because right. i don't understand what incentive there was for the guardian to keep you in rehab because she was the one paying for it so right, that doesn't right. make sense but there's, that's what i'm trying to say there's I, other actors in the picture yeah. who seem to clearly be benefiting somehow by keeping you in 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 rehab like oh that's another 90 days because you flicked a cigarette. That's another 90 days because you're wearing the same pants. I don't know what the incentive was for those 
third-party actors. Yeah. But clearly, they weren't getting getting into your bank account either. Yeah. So that's where I get confused. But it's what also confuses me is that treatment is supposed to get you like off drugs. So they're like, <laughs> "What's your issue?" I'm like, "Well, my issue is alcohol and Adderall. I've been prescribed to that for 13 years." Okay, well, we're gonna give you. Vivans, Propanolol, Bipropion, like 13 different things right. that make you a zombie. I'm like, I'm I'm on more drugs in here than I was on out in the street. I remember when I got sober, man, I they, they called me medicine boy yeah. in my uh in my rehab because like it looked like it looked like a bowl of cereal. It looked like Lucky Charms or some shit. <laughs> do you remember like, what you were on when you were in there? I remember Depakote being one me of them. Me too, I was on that, yeah. What does that do? do, you, do you... Uh, I mean, like, it, it, it would make me a zombie. Like, I would be, like, in groups, and I'd be, like, nodding off. But then there was these that. side effects of, like, you and know, so let's say bad. Depakote might give you diarrhea. Now you have to take a pill to not give you diarrhea, but then the side effect of that pill is that you get headaches, and then you have to take another pill to get rid of the headache. So you're constantly yeah. just taking more and more shit to get rid of the side effects of whatever they're giving you. It's who, crazy. Who called you medicine boy? <laughs> just just the, the other, uh, like, like in, in the morning, you would go into, like, like, if you had any meds. You weren't allowed to have your own meds in rehab, so you would go into, like, the, the rehab office and, like, sign out, like, what your meds were. And so there would be, like, a line of people getting ready to take their meds, and the people in the line would see what I was taking in the morning, and they would be like, holy... <laughs> Holy God, medicine boy! How do you, you know, like, it's like a, a meal of. Uh, I I don't get it. You want breakfast? Like, no, I'm full, and, and dude. dude. I I put on all kinds of weight. Was it a long process getting off of all that? You know what? Like you're supposed to really pay attention to like weaning off. Like yeah. with med I it was a combination of like legitimately just forgetting to take my meds. Once I got out of rehab and I was in sober living, yeah. then I took possession of all the meds and it was me having to remember. And sometimes I wouldn't remember. Plus, I didn't fucking want to be on these For meds. Sure. And, yeah, and yeah, yeah. when you're in there, you could slowly watch your friends or new people come in over time, them slowly or quickly gain weight. I, I had a roommate named Big Ben and he was like over 500 pounds. And I was like, so how'd you get that way? Well, he's like, well, I've been here for over a year and I came in at only like 310. I'm like, so you gained nearly 200 pounds in here? Motherfucker died in the sleep from a heart attack. Oh, really? While you were there? Yeah, he would just sleep all day, not make it to class, and then when he would wake up, he would smoke a bunch of cigarettes and then just eat like a full-blown, you know those cracker barrel like cheese bricks? Oh, yeah. He would just put that on a, like a hoagie roll and <laughs> melt it in the fucking microwave <laughs> and just house that son of a bitch. I'm like, dude, it's, you're so unhealthy. But, yeah. But, <clears throat> yeah, everybody in there, they all like just slowly gain weight. It's like, damn, I remember when you were here fucking three months ago, you were not 20 pounds heavier. Right. Hey, man, you don't have to be in rehab for your weight to fluctuate. Mine goes up and down all the time, and so does my health. But one thing that helps me really keep consistent is AG1 from Athletic Greens. AG1 is the most comprehensive, convenient nutrition supplement you can get. It's everything you need. Plus, it's totally delicious. And the reason why it's so good is because it's loaded with 75 different vitamins, minerals, whole food sourced superfoods, probiotics, adaptogens, 
I mean, the amount of awesome good stuff that they pile into this delicious powder, which you mix in with a pint of water in the morning, it fills in all of the gaps in your diet. It's totally delicious. And it helps with your gut health, your cognitive health, all of these great things on top of all of the nutrition you need. I'm telling you, AG1 from Athletic Greens is what I stand by. It's the most healthy part of my life, arguably. And if you go to athleticgreens.com slash Stevo, they're going to give you five travel packs with the comprehensive, convenient daily nutrition I'm talking about and a full year's supply of immune-boosting vitamin D. With your first order, that is if you go to athleticgreens.com slash Stevo. Again, I swear by it. It's delicious. It makes me feel good about my diet, no matter how bad my diet might be. So jump on that deal, athleticgreens.com slash Stevo, and let's get back to it. You know, so... But, I mean, I, I don't even know if I benefited or not. I do know that, that I was bouncing around rehabs and psych wards for six months, and then I went into just like a halfway house sober living. And that was the six-month mark, and I just forgot to take meds. I didn't want to take meds. I just stopped cold turkey, and uh, I got away with it. Did well, you have any side effects from that? From stopping, from just stopping cold turkey. So. No, I mean I don't. I don't know. Yeah. Did you? When was Dancing with the Stars? That was uh, right when I turned one year sober. So from six months to one year, you know. How- I was just off the radar, man. Like I put down the cameras. I just, I just hunkered down and and made. Was recovery. it like a mental health decision? Like were you kind of like in a dark place, or were you just kind of focusing on stuff and happy? Um, I I just needed to focus on nothing but staying sober in recovery Jeez. and i knew that yeah. yeah dude at one point i was on so many pills at once that my thing was i would wake up around 3 a.m sleepwalk till i knocked myself out like fainting or whatever and an ambulance would come they take me to the hospital check my head do an mri cat scan realize that i'm okay the very next night same thing same time i'd knock myself out sleep while i did this for a week straight to the point where when i did it the the eighth time i fell down the stairs this time and i rebroke my elbow and wrist which was already in the cast and i told them that uh i really needed an ambulance this time they're like every time we call an ambulance they always give the mri to let you know that you're a-okay and they would send me the bill which i found out later was two thousand dollars each time so um i was like this time i really have to go i got i this shit is rebroken again and uh that's when i hopped the wall and was running to the emergency room and then this car of like skaters or whatever or i don't know who they were but they've recognized me they're like bam what the fuck you doing i'm like i'm running to the emergency room because i got a broken ass up they're like get in the car dude i can't believe in your car in my car let let us take you to the bar and have a shot i'm like dude i haven't drank in a year and a half and then they're like come on just one shot i'm like no man you gotta take they're like we'll take you to the emergency room if you do one shot with them i'm like fine let's do a shot so i do one shot which turns into three or four or whatever. But then I get my x-ray, thank God, because that was proof of... But anyway, the cops got me. They checked my breath. I had alcohol in it, which got me bake-racked again. I had to go to the fucking loony bin once again. Was, and, this, um, was this when you were in Florida? Like, you uh, went to... There, there was like a sports bar and then there was like a strip club. Yeah. And then there was like just these weird... <laughs> 
I don't want to like say like methy looking people, but like. And, I and, met and, them and, that and, day. And I don't were, know. But they were like, Ben, we got your back. We're best friends. All this shit. Somebody filmed me do some ketamine that they had on the on the thing. <laughs> they posted that shit the very next day, sold it to TMZ. I and, never and, saw that. Yeah. But, but I saw you like passed out on the bed and yeah. they were like being like just creepy over your passed out body, like just looking really weird mm. and creepy. And it was like yeah. very alarming and yeah. upsetting. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um yeah, dude. Oh, that was that was rough. That was all on the trip to the hospital. You did ketamine too. <laughs> <laughs> I wow. guess when they go to their local bar and then we go club. to the strip. Well, we went to strip club and like bar. <laughs> you take me to the to the hospital. Yeah, well, hold on. <laughs> well, and and we we're there. We we're at the strip club at like high noon. So there was like nothing it was the B team <laughs> the B team was there exactly yeah, yeah. Did you, you did ketamine at the strip club no when we went back to one of their houses before the hospital yeah, yeah. wow and, 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 and the dude was living with his dad who was like a preacher at a church and he was just fed up that we were there at like midday just still partying he, he, he was trying to kick us out but then the kid was saying that uh it's my house and it's in my name so if you want to leave dad you can it, it was a it's big a fucking thing. disaster you're mess. in the k-hole just like oh yeah <laughs> and he's just blasting all kind of money bag yo rap music and shit his dad's dad, trying i to remember fight. that i remember <laughs> there being like uh when did you end up going to the hospital um four days later somewhere <laughs> in the mix i finally went there and got my x-ray you know i what was crazy too is that the last podcast we did with with bam like we couldn't put it up right away. We recorded it in like, I forget if it was like May, and then it was like months later, we put out this super old podcast, and in like the interim, I think all of this stuff happened. Yeah. And, you know, like where... Yeah, that, that would was check kinda, out. Yeah, it was kind of <laughs> counterintuitive, like what, what was being discussed on the podcast didn't really line up with yeah. the meth team. <laughs> yeah. Um, so so uh, you've been able to see your kid now. Like that's not an issue. Um. Well, yeah, he's now in Burbank, which is close. But um, for Christmas and New Year's, they went up to San Francisco, so I had to fly there and visit him. But they haven't been home for a month, so home um, being here, L.A. Oh, okay. Yeah. And I'm in Escondido, so it's like a two-hour drive, but um, hopefully so, they'll be back soon. I still have all of his Christmas presents. I got a Bentley car and a blue Lamborghini car for him to drive and uh, all this stuff I couldn't fit on the airplane. So it's, what is it, whatever date it is, I, I haven't been able to deliver close. his Christmas presents yet. Still, it's still the holidays, dude. We're yeah, good. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, the uh, how old is is your son? He's he's five on Christmas. So, Damn yeah. five! Wow. So he's like, wow. I, when is your first memory? He's like six, right? Mine was way before that. Yeah, mine was like three or four. Yeah, really? I think I remember like seeing snow for the first time maybe, when I was like two. Yeah. Wow. Okay, maybe like uh, I vaguely remember like, four or five, but. I remember I used to hold my breath until I passed out, and I, and I said that. <laughs> and my mom was like, "That's crazy! You remember that? Because you were like two or three, trying you know? to get high before you get I was any drugs. To get high. <laughs> my gateway drug is oxygen. <laughs> yeah. What what's what was the timeline from um, you left Florida and then to now? Like, how long have you been home? Or um, um 
when I left Florida, I went right to Vegas to go to that We Are Young um, festival. And then from there, I came straight to uh, SoCal and um, and just started. I was staying with the Derns looking for a place. And then when the shaman told me that his place was available with the connecting house, then that's when I moved into there. But um, I had to get the Bentley shipped out here. And I still have the Range Rover that I'm trying to get out here because I, I gave it to Carrie Getz because um, he has like six kids he's taking care of and wow. i'm like dude the last time i checked you you have this nice ass porsche but it's a two-seater like you know if, if you want to use my car it's just sitting in the driveway maybe you could put it up for sale to see if anybody wants to buy it if the price is right and he did find somebody and then he showed me a photo of it all shined up and waxed and nice wow. i'm like now i don't want to sell it now i want it again <laughs> um he better not crash it there could be beef <laughs> how's your relationship with novak these days it's good good yeah. I'm, I'm, that, that makes me really happy yeah and uh and and you're you're able to see your son um you're are, are you getting divorced well that was a very personal question that i would only ask a close friend but here's a question i would ask anybody are you still wasting money on overpriced shaving products? Because that's silly. I'm telling you, man. I use shaving products from Harry's, and they're just as good as you can get, man. No gimmicks, no, like, nothing that you don't need. And I'm telling you, I love them. And they've got the best deal ever. Their deal just got better and better. I'm talking about the Truman shaving kit. This is going to be a five-blade razor, the weighted ergonomic handle, the travel case to protect the blades, the shaving foam gel. They're going to give you all of that for three bucks. Jump on it. I've only shaved with Harry's for years now. I love it. You're going to love it too. And jump on this deal immediately at harrys.com slash Stevo. One more time, it's the Truman Shaving Kit. Everything you need in the fanciest box yet with colorful razors. Man, for three bucks? Dude, I don't know what you're doing here. Get over to harrys.com slash Stevo. Now, let's get back to it. You're like, there's this We're just, weird... It's just, the issue was, I was like, Nikki, when I get out of Florida, I will move anywhere with you except L.A. Because SoCal is where Sheckler's meetings are. It's where I hike with the shaman, do ceremonies, and all my sober skater friends are there. If I'm in L.A., it could trigger a relapse. So I'm not moving there with you. I'll move to any city except there and then i'm like oh so you finally got a place what town she's like burbank i'm like nikki that's los angeles i'm like i'm not moving there with you i'm so we're just like i don't know what you want to call it but it was weird on tmz they said that uh that the nikki filed something the custody related yeah but not divorce right like right. she wants to be married yeah but she wants like a custody of, of your son yeah well the thing that i'll always hear about and she'll never uh let it go is that when we got into this uh argument which was basically about nothing 
she has this thing where she answers questions with questions and she talks in circles and she beats around the bush. So this went on for three hours. Nikki, it would mean a lot to Danny Way if you come to his going away party because he's moving to Hawaii for good. Well, I'd love to go. All right, cool. Well, let's go. Well, I'm not going to let Phoenix sleep on some cold wooden ass floor. All right, well, then don't go. Well, I'd love to go. All right, cool. Well, let's go. Well, I'm not going to let Phoenix sleep on some cold wooden ass floor. Then don't go. Well, I'd love to go. Well, then let's go. <laughs> we did this shit for three hours till I punched out a mirror in front of Phoenix at the age of three and a half or some shit and stormed off and went to the party without her. So because of that, that's when she was like, I'm I mean, filing for custody and blah, 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 blah. I think that if we were to be like fair <laughs> there's been enough like kind of like alarming stuff that that's shown up on instagram tmz and stuff yeah. that there there's i think a pretty valid argument for yeah. being concerned about what happens around phoenix yeah um and uh i mean dude and, and i and I, I feel for you so much man yeah. like i want so much for you to just Get get good, right? And, and, and have there be no. And when I was constantly living with him and her, I took advantage of that. You know, like I, I would want to go out elsewhere and hang out with friends and whatever. But now that I'm not living with him, all I want to do is play with him, watch cartoons with him, and you know, spend quality time with him. And she always rubs it in my face, like, "Well, you didn't want to do that when you had the." Uh, ability to do i'm like yeah but i had to do a year and a half of not seeing him in florida and and i realized that he is everything to me and that's all i want to do like it's like would you realize that how much time do you want me to do if i did 10 years of treatment that's still not good enough to you well, apparently um, like i mean there, there's there, there's really two two sides of it yeah. and, and and uh you know, because I follow caption cream stain, <laughs> I'm able to see more of you with Phoenix. You know, <laughs> I, I caption. <laughs> um, you know, I'm able to see more of you with Phoenix, and and, and it warms my heart. You know, right. like I think you should be with Phoenix. Yeah. Like uh, I love that you care about being with him. I love how much you love him. Yeah. I also see from the other side that if I'm Nikki and there's like a, a, any one of these crazy meltdowns, which, uh, you know, arguably could happen, mm -hmm. you know, if there's some crazy meltdown, like, like a, a rerun of, uh, of situations that we've seen you in, in the past, then if I'm Nikki, that happens. I'm worried about child protective services coming and taking phoenix away from me because phoenix was exposed to that mm. so what what that tells me is that we just need we need to give get you a track record right for being a responsible like healthy clean and sober guy yeah and and, and not that it's like something that has to be done but when i do see him i always bring somebody like the shaman or jacasso or beaver fleming or somebody that nikki trust that is around me to right. if anything did happen they would be <laughs> able to you know right. there's this thing that only danny way and, and the shaman can do is they say the word ooga booga and i just shut my mouth my mouth behave and do exactly what they say and i can only speak if spoken to yes sir Yes, that, sir. That, that's a that's a start. You know? <laughs> what, 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 what? 
Yeah, what, uh, how long have you been at the Shamans for? And you, cause you said you, you're doing 90 there. Do you have a plan for after? You want to stay there longer? Um, possibility. Um, I mean, the house is owned by his Iranian friend named Yaya, and he went and found a different place just because Navid, the shaman, said there's like a really important person coming that committed to 90 days, and the only way that this is going to work is if, dude, because you can't drive a mile down the street at 5 a.m., knock on the door. Like, timing is everything with him. When it's 5 o'clock, boom, 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 it's time to hike, let's go. Yeah. So it would not work if we weren't living together. It just wouldn't. I, I could already see that from a mile away. So that's, so, you know, we painted his whole garage, bought a sauna, an ice bath and a hot tub and, and all this stuff. So, you know, we got the whole setup going on right now. It's pretty dope. Hell yeah, dude. Yeah. <laughs> what, uh, like, how uh, cold is the ice bath? Well, we just got it all and he, he's now building like a frame around it. Um, like a wooden frame frame but Scott does that yeah every I bought day. The, uh, yeah oh really yeah I just bought a sauna yeah an ice bath and a jacuzzi so the only thing we've done so far is the jacuzzi and sauna the ice bath is still getting Dude, built it's the best it's sleep I've ever had in my life oh yeah but man yeah. it's hard to get the fuck in it's there hard to get you just got to get in there I, I mine goes to 33 yeah. degrees and so like you get in there but I can do like two and a half minutes yeah but uh, it's, yeah. I'm trying to get Steve in there dude I'm, I'm scared man it's the best dude it's, it's like a natural dude, high Navid will take me to the. We'll, sometimes when we don't hike, if my legs are too sore, we'll go right to Encinitas at 5 a.m. when it's like still dark out, and he just gets right in the water and chills in there for like 20 to 30 minutes. I go in for like a second. I'm like, all right, I'm wet. Ah, and then I run back yeah. out. I'm like, how do you have the tolerance to do that? How, yeah. how much? How much longer do you have at uh, the shamans? Um, probably about 70 more days or something like that. 70. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. All right. <clears throat> Are you going to be able to, like, break out for a week and, and come on tour? Yeah. I'm sure if it's a week, I could do that. Um, I, I just know that when I was in the hospital for eight days, he's like, dude, we got to get you, like, seriously healthy. You need to, like, sign a contract with me that you're going to commit to it. I'm like, yeah, all right. So... I backed um, that. Yeah. So, she, so Naveed came up with a wellness agreement? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. One, that, one that actually uh, is one that um, I'm not set up to fail. <laughs> right. Yeah. Are, are you going to be able to dip out for a day and do like an autograph signing with Steve? Yeah, 100%. Mm -hmm. That'd be cool. I mean, yeah. we'll be able to do that down south, so. Yeah. 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 Um, I mean, dude, I, I love it, man, and and I'm rooting for you so much, dude. I mean, like, there's always uh, good seeing you come by the warehouse, dude. Like, yeah. we like having you down south. Yeah, yeah. I, I like just the whole SoCal vibe. You know, there's so many people always up to something. Um, I've been hanging out with your buddy Zeke, the only one that could do a kickflip on a surfboard, by the way. That's finger flip. Oh, is it finger flip? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, does, he does like Superman finger flips. There are people who do kick flips on surfboards, but I don't know that Zeke does that. He does finger flip. He's so rad, dude. I can't even stand up on a surfboard. I've tried over a dozen times you now. You know what it is? I just, I, I can't paddle hard enough, and I always get skipped by the wave or get pounded by it, and I'm never in the right spot. Dude, I, I, I used to surf all the time, and then there was like a six-month, like a six-year period where I couldn't stand up, and it was my belly. And then all of a sudden I dropped like 30 pounds and we were at the wave pool in Waco and I was getting up on every wave. I'm like, I just couldn't stand up with my belly. Yeah. Yeah. And if I'm in the water for too long, even with the uh, wetsuit on, 
my my cramp. fingers cramp up. Uh, was it carpal tunnel or something? Yeah. I don't know what it is, but they they it's cramp crazy. up and I can't move them, and it gets really painful. Yeah, fuck. It's just cold water. Yeah, yeah. it's just it's just cold. <laughs> um, so so yeah, we, we've got tour dates coming up. Well, um, you, yeah, you better act quick because. Uh, oh, dude, we're gonna surf this this uh, this river in Bend. Oregon, Bend, Oregon. Oh that yeah, that might be fun. That's dude, I'm stoked. I... I'm, I'm, I'm stoked. We were supposed to try to You're bring gonna you on surf tour. it. Yeah, it's like because I kayaked down. One, it, it was it was gnarly but fun. I did it with Steve Fisher, the pro. That was right before we were going off the hundred and one foot waterfall, Malaco Falls. You so, did that? Oh yeah, it was terrifying. The hundred and one foot. Yeah. Dude, yep. I, I, uh, I'll be super stoked. I think it'll be really, like, just healthy. Yeah. Like, to come out to we'll get you some stage time and really work on yeah. uh, on your act. Yeah. I think that, like, I, I can't write your, your comedy for you, but I really think you should frame, uh, like, start by kind of giving some context, you know, like who you are, like, right. you know, and if you say, hey, everybody, I'm Bam Margera, I'm the Britney Spears of jackass. Like, I just <laughs> yeah. think that, I, I yeah. just think that that's kind mm. of fucking hilarious, mm. like, people, you, you and just get into it, you know, yeah. like, I, I think that, that for, uh, for, for your comedy, it makes sense to dive right into the, the, the juicy shit. Yeah. I think that by by like owning up like uh by owning up like what a train wreck it, it turned into at and this, times. Is what is funny is when she shaved her head and then had to get a guardian and was throwing the umbrella at the paparazzi yeah. I had an artist at my house saying I'll paint you whatever on your garage yeah, door yeah, or yeah. in your skate park. I'm like I want Britney Spears at her worst moment with the shaved head and the umbrella. So he right. painted this big, massive thing in the skate park of that, only to find out that what comes around goes around. And karma bit me straight in the ass because the same fucking thing happened to <laughs> yeah. me with the Guardian and everything. And uh, I'm like, man. Yeah, t talk about your trip to the hospital. That's, you know. Well, I mean, which one? There's many of them. Right. The, the, the one where you did ketamine before you went. Yeah, um, well, I mean, dude, the, the psych ward, I was at the, I visited you. We, we went to the, yeah. when you were in the psych ward. Yep. And I've been to the overwhelming majority of the rehabs that you were in yeah. to visit you there, too. And I've been to some, like, fancy ones and some, like, <laughs> yeah. gnarly ones with some nutto people. I almost miss the nutto people because the fancy ones, there's nothing really to talk about and everybody behaves themselves. Like, I almost miss my roommate, Kyle, who would just be like, the first thing he says to me is, Bam, you from Philadelphia? Yeah. You know Newark, Delaware? I'm like, yeah, it's 15 minutes from me. You know that 7-Eleven? I don't know. Maybe. I used to ride my bike past there. I'm like, great story, <laughs> Kyle. Can you tell me that one again? Oh, my God. <laughs> then I'm on the phone with Yellow Wolf. I'm like, so we're going to ship the T-shirts to Nashville, and then is what we're going to do is we're going to, yo, Bam. I'm like, what, Kyle? He's like, have you ever seen that movie Nutty Professor? I'm like, I don't know, maybe why. He's like, have you ever seen that one funny part with that one funny character? I forget what character, but what he said was hilarious. I'm like, great fucking story, Kyle. Can you tell me that one again? <laughs> <laughs> but now that now that he's gone and he's not my roommate anymore, I fucking miss his ass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Rehabs really are like some are fancy and some are, are dumps and yeah. like 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 the the way that they work is exactly the same way as a gym 
some gyms are like expensive for the membership. They're super fancy, like beautiful people. And yeah. some gyms are just dumps. Yeah. And like one is not better than the other. Like any gym is as good as the work that you put in the gym. Exactly. And so like you can get sober in a dumpy ass rehab. Yeah. You can get, you know, it's such a question of if, if you do the work of recovery. Yeah. You know, did you quit smoking? No, um, no, but I, I did for about two weeks just because my throat couldn't handle okay. from that pipe being down there. Well, because at the last podcast we did, you had to step out halfway through and smoke a cigarette, but this yeah. one, you, you had, yeah, yeah, he's seen, fighting through it. Are you seen, I mean, you seem calm. Yeah, you're Dude, not you like seem bouncing. Great, man. Yeah, you're I'm not really, bouncing your foot or anything like that. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I'm really, really like I mean this, dude. I'm really stoked on on uh, like how you are now. Yeah. You know, yeah. like um, it's fucking rad, dude. <laughs> um, did do we? I, I don't want to leave anything else, man. This is uh, an exciting thing. <laughs> like uh, having Bam in the van, pretty rad. Well, oh, I yeah. I saw the. Uh, the Wee Man vs. Steve-O skate thing. Maybe, yeah. maybe when, um, dude, these, these hikes are gnarly. Like, I, I step on the scale and then I do the hike, I'll come back and and drop like a bunch of, like, three pounds sometimes, you know? Yeah. And, uh, but yeah, we should have a, a, a skate, skate battle. <laughs> skate battle. Steve-O vs. Bam skate off. Steve-O vs. Bam, like, banger. I think that's a, a yeah. huge banger. Yeah. Um, that's what we should talk about is, um, like, uh, strategizing, um, some YouTube content, yeah, you know, like like it's such a, a an opportunity for you to just build a huge a, a huge business empire by creating yeah. content. Yeah. Like if I were you, I would be less concerned about about really trying to push the boundaries of skateboarding, yeah, and more concerned about developing the art of storytelling, yeah, you know, and like really like really letting your audience your fan base um sort of join you on your journey of where you're actually at yeah you know and like when i was living in estonia for a year i didn't skate one bit and then it got so dark in the winter time the sun comes up from about maybe 10 a.m and then gets dark at around two and it's always dark and sometimes i would sleep through the daytime i was so depressed i'm like i'm going straight to barcelona i'm living with winkle and i'm going to start skating again and when i was skating every day i learned every trick back and i was starting to learn new shit but always is what happens is i twist my ankle or some shit and then i'm out again and then i have to relearn everything it's so frustrating i just but i was at the level of like i've learned all my tricks back i'm on point i'm on balance now i can start to learn new shit again sure enough i twist my ankle and then that's that (laughs) i i I would urge you to be very careful about about um tying your uh your happiness your your self-esteem you know like your 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 mental health to your ability to skateboard, yeah. you know, because being realistic, like, dude, world, world, oh, <laughs> you dude. Know? And, we're, we're, and slamming hard. I, right. I was just at the barracks yesterday. Right. This motherfucker slammed so hard. He missed his whole board on the 12 stair rail. His feet landed on the rail and he just went right to his face and chest. I would have been like, dude, I would have been out for a month from that. He just sat there for a minute like, oh, oh. and then he got right. back up and started trying it again. I'm like, right. dude, if that was me, I would have been out for right. like Tony Hawk. He, he ripped his, uh, yeah, 
his femur. Yeah, he snapped. He's been in a cane for months now. Yeah, he just yeah. he just rehad surgery. But yeah, skateboarding's a young man's game. Yeah, and and, and let's look at, at at how much more you are than a skateboarder. Yeah. You're you're way more than a skateboarder. Like you are a musician, dude. You're I cannot say enough about how epic your eavesdroppers album was like that I, I love it so much Thanks. and you have an absolute music career there's no question about that you're a movie director you're a music video director like when, when jackass started i was so just jealous of you i was like man bam has this this charisma he's got this personality that he can make a video he, he can make, he, you were able to make footage completely hilarious, mm. completely awesome without having to really do anything. Is you know? What happened was when I was younger, anytime I would set a goal, even if it was a gnarly goal, it would always get accomplished before the deadline of it, what was in my head. I'm like, after a while, I'm like, I'm looking at all these sports cars in the driveway, like 12 of them. And I'm like, I got the cover of Transworld, got the cover of Slap, got the cover of Thrasher, got the cover. I have no more fucking goals. Wow. I'm just gonna go to the college town in Westchester and just party my ass off. What? <laughs> Until it, I like, I just stopped caring. I got a tattoo called Professional Pilot Shit on my hand. And for a little while, my goal was for me to black out and have my friends tell me what I did that day. <laughs> All right. <laughs> and I thought, I thought it was funny until I was editing myself, uh, thinking that I'm getting gold. I'm like, oh, I got gold last night. Yeah, I can't wait to edit it. I'm like, oh, my God, I just told this dude the same story four times, and he's so fed up with it. Yo, did I ever tell you the time when we're... Yeah, you did sure. three times already, Bam. Well, let me tell you it again. <laughs> you know, right. like, this is not gold footage. I need to stop. <laughs> right. I mean, dude, I, I just... I, I know that inside of you is the most creative capable motivated just completely rad artist you know mm. like you don't have to ride a skateboard like at a professional level to be successful in in business yeah. to be successful as a father yeah you know like you, both of us have decades of of footage of of uh, of stories to tell you mm. know of videos to make and um i just really and, and dude anything that i can do to help you to produce content to just find like a, a rhythm in the way forward mm. where uh, where you can be thriving. Like, I mean, dude, the potential you have to thrive in the digital world with the YouTube and with the, with the rest of it and, and to build businesses, which all of the, the digital content drives, you know, like there's a million businesses that you could be starting. There's mm. a million like videos you could be making. And, um, I just, I, I just want you to to kill it, and yeah. and uh, I want to help you kill it, and um, and I think that we could probably just wrap this up right now, and and go and and draw on the whiteboard and figure out what the next move is. Well, rock and roll. Yeah, dude. I love <laughs> yeah, you, brother. Yeah, I love you too, dude. Yeah. You look good, man. Yeah. Thanks. I don't know about you, but that left me feeling really good. I think that that was by far the best Bam episode of the three. And, um, you know, 
I feel a lot better about that than the fact that our last week's episode, the first ever Wild Ride episode with no guest, which was super juicy, um, got age-restricted on YouTube. Oof! Because when I was going on that gnarly rant about the death penalty, I might have overused the F word. Apparently I said the F word so many times in a short little space that you got to be 18 years or older signed into your YouTube account to consume it. So if you didn't see last week's episode, go ahead and click right here. <laughs> yeah, dude. Because, man, that one was killer, dude. It was killer. Yeah. And we'll see you next week. Um, whew, we got some crazy stuff coming up. Wild Ride's going to get real wild. Yeah. <laughs>